What is a Stockton slap? What's a Stockton slap? He slapped somebody. That's just what they called it. They called it the Stockton slap. He'll slap you to death, man. Look at this Stockton slap. Where I come from, you know, people like that get Nate is best to come slap. Stockton slap coming soon. And we're back for another episode of the Stockton Slap. We had a lovely night up in the Great White North in Ottawa. We did. And what a what a night and what a sight it was indeed to behold. Yeah. Um most of the card wasn't it wasn't there were I believe three fights that did not go to decision. So it wasn't the most exciting, but there was um, a lot of a lot of great technique, and uh, I thought the matchmaking in this one was really well done. Uh, I I think so as well. I fully agree. I think they they the matchmaking was 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 excellent, and I think you know you used to see this in track meets back in the day. If you could end on a great race, it you had a great meet, regardless of the some of the other races earlier in it way sometimes in the fight game where um if you can have a great final fight great main event uh or both you know co-main and main then it 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 remembers well and and it helps to make it feel like a great fight yeah it's a great fight card and every single card that we've had of 2019 in this new espn era has ended with an amazing main event whether it's a First round knockout, a la Henry Cejudo, Jorge Masvidal, or whether it's just a devastating decision like we had tonight. Yeah, it's, yeah, no, it's 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 quite a sight to it's quite a sight to behold. Mm-hmm. And obviously, we had uh, Cowboy, aka Donald Cerrone, defeating Ally Aquinta in the main event. By unanimous decision, how do you feel about uh, how do you feel about that fight? I mean, Al was had had won six out of his most seven recent fights. Obviously, his only loss in the last seven coming to the light in the lightweight uh, championship bout versus uh, Habib, um, uh, which he obviously he lost uh, by decision. Um, but he had been looking really good, and and Cowboy just found his mark from the third on. Tell yeah. us about that fight. Yeah, well, um, obviously, Donald Cerrone coming in as a good bit of an underdog, probably in the plus 160 range. Yeah. Um, If you're listening to the Stockton Slap, you're making money because we told you, hey, Donald Cerrone's going to take this one. You're making money. This this is the Stockton Slap gambling cast. Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I'm not going to lie. Those first two rounds, I was a bit nervous. I was like, this yeah. is a lot closer than I was thinking. Than you were expecting, sure. Yeah, and... Um, when do you think things really turned for you that you, you thought there was a big difference? Um, obviously, in the, obviously, in the third round. Yeah, the but third did you, round. Even before the, the kind of big kick, did you think that he, had, he was moving on, or you think it was, it was really the, the kick that kind of started things? I think it, that that was what started things. Before that, I thought it was very closely contested. And obviously, all the I, I'm pretty sure every judge gave the second round to Al, but I mm-hmm. could see the first round being scored to him as well. Um, if not for the massive knee that he landed at the end, which Iaquinta seemed to just kind of roll off like it was just a tiny little jab. If not for that, I think that we would have had a 48-47 decision. So I think it was. Up until that kick, it was a very closely contested match. Yeah, but ultimately Cowboy was able to get it done in convincing he was. fashion. I yeah. like how, I like what the the chatter on the interwebs about uh, since he's become a father, he's become maybe even a new fighter. Huh? Yeah, Dad Cerrone's undefeated. Yep, Dad Cerrone's undefeated. <laughs> I mean, I think in many ways it makes sense. I think people have mm-hmm. much more motivation when they're fighting for something more than just themselves and. He certainly is these days. Yeah, and I actually think I've been watching Cowboy for forever now. Since I've since I've been interested in the UFC, so it's got to be 
probably around seven, eight years. Mm -hmm. And this is the best that I've seen him look. Yeah. And I don't mean factoring in age or anything like that. He really looks the best that he ever has in his game. And I was expecting maybe he's gone super Saiyan, you know, and he's he's really a possibility. And he's he's mixed a combination of the experience. Mm-hmm. Because you can't you can't make up fight experience. Yeah, you, know, you have to have the fight. Yeah, experience. there's no substitute. He's mixed up the fight experience game with just the overwhelming knowledge base, um, and 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 then the, just the heart and the actual fight tactics. Um, and and like you said, I think he's coming together. I think he's looking good. I, I know you and, and and we discussed Cerrone versus McGregor. <laughs> Yeah, um, ooh, that would be that would be a good match. Um, I feel like it's not going to happen, though. I just feel like I feel like that's not. I don't think that's a good fight for Connor. Um, if I had to make a prediction just off the top of my head, I would probably go McGregor exclusively yeah. because of pretty much the Darren Till fight that Cowboy had and Darren Till and Cow and uh and Connor excuse me are have roughly the same metrics but they also have the same level of power and I think that that is that that's somewhere that Cerrone isn't going to be able to compete as much and I was kind of surprised that I was expecting he, Cowboy to lean back on his ground game in this match. And yeah. it was entirely a striking bout. I mean, maybe he was sending a message that mm-hmm. um, I think everyone has a recency bias, right, in life, but specifically the fight game. And maybe he wanted to stand up only almost kind of to, to help Connor forget that he has a great ground game. Yeah. And watch the fight thinking, hey, you know what, I can beat this guy. And stand stand up, and I can beat him with a stand up, and, and then he goes in against someone like a Connor, just switches his game plan, right? <laughs> yeah, and um, and so that's always a possibility where someone doesn't want to kind of telegraph what style they would fight against the next person. I mean, I know it sounds crazy because obviously everyone's convinced of winning this fight, but I think there's got to be some tactics. I mean, I told you before, I think Habib did that versus Al a little bit, where he kind of intensely underperformed, almost as kind of like a trap. Um, you know, for Connor, I mean, a lot of people were thinking that his stand-up game was suspect, and maybe he wasn't as good as people thought, and and then obviously he went and delivered it, and maybe Cowboy did a little bit of that, where he wanted to focus on striking as a as a kind of as a demonstration to the other other guys in the division that he he's back. Do they have official rankings yet for where Cowboy's at? Um, I don't. I'm actually gonna run and check right now, but. I don't think that they're – they normally do get updated on Mondays, though. So I'm going to run and check. Do, 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 yeah, do, do, do. so maybe number eight, I'm saying four, possibly. Four. Number four, okay. Number eight number must eight. have been – was he in was the Google division. Yeah, so the Google search was all still showing number eight, but he's, he's number four. So mm-hmm. I, I, you know what? This is going to be controversial and unpopular opinion, but you know, I shared this with you earlier. I think Conor McGregor may never fight again in the UFC. And I'll kind of break it down why for our listeners. Um, you know, ever since he, he – you think about his run-up to Jose Aldo uh, and then Diaz. And really, the Diaz trilogy was really luck. And, and by luck, I mean by, by, hap, by, yeah, by, by happenstance, right? He was, he was meant to fight. Was it not RDA he was meant to fight? And, yeah. um, and, then, and, then, and then that bout, you know, 11 days out, and then they needed another competitor. Diaz stepped in and then ended up winning – and now, of course, Conor wanted to run it back, and that's kind of how they fought twice. So if you think about his run-up, you know, Diaz is basically kind of a pit stop in the sense that it didn't further – it did end up helping him become more of a legend by coming back and winning, but it wasn't part of the game plan. The plan was, you know, he won the belt, the featherweight belt. He wanted to win the lightweight belt, and then obviously he went and fought Floyd Mayweather. You know, even if, you know, the UFC, his agents and the lawyers took a massive cut and the tax man took a massive cut of $100 million – you know, you're still looking at ten to fifteen million dollars net to Connor afterwards, and I, I really feel the calculus struggles in the lightweight, lightweight division for a number of reasons. You know, he came back and tried to get the belt from Habib, and if he would have won that fight, I think it's different. 
because then I think he refuses to fight Habib again and then fights Gabe G, uh, Cowboy, uh, Dustin, Holloway, etc. because now he's the title defending the title. So he's still kind of the star draw. But now that he's lost, it feels like there's too much risk for Connor to go out and fight either Cowboy, Tony Ferguson, or Gagey, because if he loses a non-championship bout after everything he's been through, unless it's to Diaz, I think it really his stuff kind plummets. Of, yeah. I, yeah, I think his, I think it, it, it plummets his thing. The Mayweather fight, people could say, well, he's not a boxer. And he was winning a lot of those early rounds. If anything, so the had, Mayweather fight helped him. Right. So he had a great showing. The Habib fight, obviously he got pummeled in the second, but he still had something to kind of hang his head on from the third round, you know, before he got submitted in the fourth round. But still, it's, it's hey, there's he hasn't fought in two years, and Habib is a monster, maybe an all-time great monster, right? So, like, but if he goes and, and loses to a regular lightweight contender – you know, I don't think the excuse is going to hold. He's not going to have the ring rust excuse. He's not going to have the, the, the different sport excuse. And then, and so for me, those reasons, I think that's why we don't have a Connor's fight. And that's why I'm skeptical. I mean, even last week, I thought Cowboy versus Connor would have been a great fight as long as, Ferg- as well as Ferguson and Gagey. But the more I think about it, the more I think Connor's kind of stuck in a prison of his own making where he's so successful that any of these kind of contender fights carries too much risk and too little reward for him. Yeah, the only and place he can go is down in terms of his name value. Exactly, exactly. Because even if he wins, okay, great. Now you're going to go fight Habib again. So, already, so, so you're not even – so he's like he's just fighting just to get back to the, the place he was already at with a component who dominated him in that fight. And, you know, and that's where I think the Diaz fight – if Diaz is even willing to fight, I think the Diaz fight makes the most sense. But I, I really at this point, from, just from a pure calculus standpoint – you know, he, him dropping down the, to light featherweight seems impossible at this age and as much kind of as his body has matured. But the Holloway fight, a Diaz trilogy fight, and Habib rematch are the only three fights I could see Connor willing to risk. Holloway because he's already beat him and he's more comfortable at featherweight. Um, Diaz because he's, again, he's already fought him twice and he, you know, narrowly beat him the second time. And Habib because it's Habib and they hate each other. But outside of that, I, I do not think that we see Connor fight in the UFC, and I, and I and I and I feel like that's why they've had so much difficulty coming to agreements because I think he realizes there's really no one for him to fight without him losing great face, and even if he wins, it's going to be like, well, you should have won that fight anyways, and so it's kind of a lose lose proposition from purely from a brand and business standpoint. Obviously, you love to fight, go out there and bang, but from a business standpoint. You know, it's tough for me to see Connor getting in in the ring again. They're not going to give him a beeb. Um, you know, at least it, at it least looks that right way. Yeah. At least right right away. And even if it was a beeb, what is that going to be? December, January, February? Why, what would change between, you know, the last outcome, right? Um, it's not like he's going to have his rhythm back from having a couple of fights under his belt. Diaz seems to be kind of AWOL from the organization, and I don't think he can cut the 145. So I, I really do think it may be the last of Conor McGregor just because he's backed himself into a corner where he needs these massive money fights. And and, and so that's why I'm skeptical about a, a, a Cowboy versus McGregor fight. I think Cowboy versus McGregor makes the most sense, but I'm also the most skeptical about it happening. Yeah. Um, I definitely agree with that. I'd say that out of those lightweight contenders that you mentioned – Cowboy is the most likely to happen because he's the only person who rivals Connor in name value. Sure. Sure. Exactly. Right. Like Gabe G would be making his name off of Connor. Right. Uh, Ferguson seems pretty dead set on, on fighting Habib. Um, yeah. And, and, and obviously for good reason, because they had so many, they were, they were meant to fight so many times. And, you know, what's, what about Ferguson Gabe G? I would love that. That's yeah. I mean, that, what, who's on Gagey's schedule next? Why? Why not Ferguson? No Gagey? one right now. Yeah, that that Ferguson Gagey and the winner and the winner and the winner to fight Habib uh, Dustin winner. Yeah, that that would be the. I think that would be the right play to make, because I don't think it's good for Tony to just 
sit back and wait for his next opportunity against Khabib. And you, I mean, you know how the UFC be, works because be the more UFC, than a year. and the UFC doesn't wait around. I mean, look mm-hmm. at how Usman climbed the table and got his exactly. shot. Like, yeah. They don't. They don't wait. If you say no, you they they may say no next time to you. Next time you come around. Yeah. And, yeah. So uh, I think that would be the. I think Gaethje would definitely be the best fight. Yeah. To for Tony Ferguson, and I know I did send you last night. I don't know if you saw it, but Tony Ferguson did put out on his Instagram yesterday that El Kakui is back. So maybe we'll be getting a fight announcement soon. Yeah, I mean, he said he's back. Uh, I saw that. He believes he's back. And, and obviously, more power to him. I mean, you, you never want to see someone sidelined for such serious personal and family issues. And, you know, and obviously, someone well-beloved, you know, everyone just kind of wanted him to get the help that he needed. And, um, you know, if he says he's in negotiation with the UFC, it, then it makes sense. And, and if he's in negotiations, I mean, he's got to fight, right? Like, because yeah. he can't negotiate to fight someone who hasn't won the, the belt again, defended the belt. And uh, Gaethje would, would make sense. How about Tony versus Islam? That's not going to happen. No, he's got he's to do some more work in the division. No, Islam's number 15. Tony's number two. Yeah. That's not a chance, no. Yeah, too much too much I, of a jump there. Mm-hmm. I'd I th- I think Gaethje is only the real match is the re- only real match to make for Ferguson right now. Yeah, yeah, like, like unless again, unless our you know my theory is wrong um, about Connor, uh, I think you're right. It's Gaethje. I think Connor would be a great matchup, but um, uh, maybe or it might Cowboy. Be Fer- maybe Cowboy. I was just gonna say maybe Ferguson versus Cowboy. I mean, Gaethje is kind of left out in the cold in that scenario. Um, you know, if, if if Connor was just a regular lightweight fighter on the with it with a name and like like he hadn't had already had the Mayweather fight, you know, I think it would be those four would definitely be fighting, right? Like without yeah. a question, some combination of those four would would you know would be fighting. Um, yeah, but now they kind of have this like three way love triangle basically with Connor kind of stepping in and stepping out at his will, and so if, right. it's, if Ferguson versus Cowboy. Then what happens to Gazy? If it's Ferguson versus Gazy, then what happens to Cowboy? Obviously, both case scenarios, uh, it should be you know Connor that steps in. But whether he does or not is is is, is anyone's it's guess. Entirely on him. Yeah. Exactly, and I, and I'm and at this point, I'm, I'm leaning, I'm leaning towards it's it's not. It, it definitely does not seem likely unless it's against, unless it's against like a high value person, yeah. like Diaz or, I'd say Cowboy still has potential but i i think that's the only scenario that we could get him in but i still don't see it as being that likely i think this is a challenge with lightweight division because it is so competitive it's it's also means it's risky and if your goal is to maximize every dollar you got to start you got to start winning and um and uh again boxing and mma but still you know he's had two losses in his last two fights in, uh, in two different sports, obviously, technically, but still, he's one. No one's seen him win since 2016, and even if they scheduled him a fight right now, it'd still be at least three years. So yeah, definitely. Yeah, it yeah. couldn't. It doesn't seem like there's going to be anything popping up very soon yeah. for. Yeah, the, 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 honestly, the Diaz and McGregor fight is the fight they all should have made. They all would have won. It's a money fight, but it's also not. You know, champion, like you know, it just it makes so much sense, and it's unfortunate that they couldn't figure that out. Because to me, as soon as uh, Connor lost, that's the fight that they should have been trying to make uh, the trilogy bout. And and those guys respect you know what I mean? They respect each other. Obviously, they talk a lot of smack, but you know they respect each other in the ring and everything in the, in the cage. And, yeah. and so it would have been good. But um, in terms of moving on, moving on to some of the other fights from fight night. Mm-hmm. Um, what did you like next? Ooh. Um, well, instead of talking about what I like next, let's talk about what I didn't like. <laughs> All right, uh, let's do it. Elias you you were going crazy about the judges. Talk to us about how I much was. you dislike Ooh. the judges. Uh, I, I don't the... even know where to start with the judges. <laughs> um, they were just very wrestling heavy. And I know I've said something along the lines of this before, but I love wrestling. I think Mm -hmm. um, 
that when you see like dominant wrestlers, it's great. And I find it more entertaining than a lot of striking battles, unless people are just standing and trading actually, which I know is a unpopular opinion, but I, I think people need to decide how much is a takedown worth in terms of strikes. Because yeah. if you're getting a takedown, you're just lying on top. Sure, you have the advantage in terms of control time, but you're not doing any damage. And yeah. there are exceptions to that rule in Usman and uh, who else? Uh, Khabib would be the evident one. Mm-hmm. And they're very dominant on top and they do a lot of damage. And so when they get control, it's changing the course of the fight. When you get, um, I think, Arjun Bular was the main one that I was really upset about in this fight. Which is such a great name, by the way. That just feels it like is, a Dragon yeah. Ball Z. Like Mortal Majin, Kombat, yeah. Majin Buu Mortal Kombat name. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> and I was, and he landed two takedowns, and he didn't really do anything on top. He just kind of kept it there. Mm-hmm. I think he landed in total four punches from the top position. Or maybe it was four significant strikes, but I digress. Still not, still not a lot, and yet he won. Yeah, and I I saw Juan Adams winning a twenty nine twenty eight, but albeit still a win. I didn't see Arjun Bular taking the win for that because yeah. he didn't do any damage from the top, and Adams had him outstruck the whole time. And I know that you pretty much immediately were like, nah, Adam says nothing here. But I, I still like him a lot going forward. But Yeah, it just it was an underwhelming performance, you mm-hmm. know. And I think like you said it well, his fight IQ was lacking. It just seemed like he wasn't making the best decision with his skill set and how to engage. And then like, you wrote on filmfightfreaks.com that his power was lacking, but it, it Maybe his heart was what was lacking, to be honest. And yeah, again, listen, we don't know the Swiss personal rolls the night before the, the personal circumstances of any of these fighters. Maybe he felt dehydrated. Maybe the weight cut didn't go well. Maybe he has personal issues. Maybe he just you know what? It was just a bad night, right? Like we're not we're not yeah. dogging the guy. I'm not dogging the guy that he, he wasn't mm-hmm. able to produce, but something was definitely missing. Yeah. Um, plus, it was and it felt palpable. It felt palpable. Or yeah. Yeah, I can agree with that. Um, it was his sixth pro MMA fight. So it is understandable that he would have some of that fight IQ and kind of uh, mm-hmm. and that kind of issue in in one of his few, few times in a cage, and especially on a level as high as the UFC. So I think that we will see him improve. But the question is, how quick can he make that turnaround? Yeah. Is the question. I still like him a lot going forward, though. Um, someone who I don't like going forward is Elias Theodoro. Um, <laughs> this made me angry. Uh, here's a scenario where I got behind the judges. Ooh, yeah. Two of the judges. So Derek Brunson, he came in with a much more calculated game plan as opposed to his normal run and just throw rocks at them. He went in, he used more technical striking, and the biggest difference was he used his Division One wrestling. And he dominated Theodora with his wrestling, and he did a lot of damage on top. So here's one of those scenarios where I'm like, yeah, the wrestling does hold a big advantage. Um, and I saw him winning a 29-28. I don't think that it can be argued that the second round went to Theodoro. But one judge scored at 30-27, so I don't even know. <laughs> but <laughs> but um, the, I don't like the, Theodora. Are these, the, are these the Kentucky Derby stewards? Do we need to start reviewing? Yeah, uh, reviewing, I think, yeah, I think review, that we're going to get a... We need some VAR, some virtual review system where we can, we can basically, you know, <laughs> call, out, call out some of the, the rep decision making. Yeah, someone's having a few too many whiskeys ringside. Yeah. Uh, so um, Theodoro obviously has a style that no one else in the UFC really has where he literally turned heel and ran like back to Brunson, ran to the other side of the cage and he yeah. was getting booed in his home crowd for it. Um, what were your thoughts on this fight? I mean, I think it's like what you said, where it's just like, 
you turn tail and you run, and 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 that's that's not what anyone ever wants to see. Mm-hmm. And you know, you wrote it well about Theodore Theodore being doomed to prelims, and, and I and I have to agree. In it. I mean, like maybe the one had Adam's treatment was a little harsh, but in this case, I think it is even more warranted. Where you just feel like. Again, you don't want to take anything away from a fighter who has the courage to stand there in the ring, get punched in the face, and get get wrestled and grappled with. But that is what they sign up for. And when you, when you don't kind of have that that spirit, or you've kind of lost that will, then it does feel like it's it's downhill. But he could always go to Thailand and get his mojo back. So he could, yeah, well, <laughs> there the is... difference the difference for Theodoro is that this isn't anything new. Yeah. This is this is what his style has always been. He always as the famous the NFL coach said, we yeah. knew who we knew they are what we thought they are. He kind of is exactly. what, what yeah. he what we thought he is. Yeah, so I I'm not interested in seeing Theodora fight again. I'm just going to be bluntly honest. Yeah, I don't want to see a boring decision where there's no chance of a knockout coming from this guy. And just watching him pick someone apart, just, eh. If I wanted that, then I could watch low-level flyweight matches. Mm-hmm. So, no, I'm, I'm, completely, I'm completely here with you. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, Macy. Actually, one thing first. I do very much like Brunson going forward, however. Really? Okay. Uh, I think that Brunson, he looked like an entirely different fighter in there. He I looked, told you, man, it's the poker. Yeah. You got to represent the poker name. You got to represent <laughs> the, the Doyle Brunson family name. Not that they're related, but still yeah. your name. <laughs> I, yeah, maybe that's the trick. But he did seem um, – I know that he went to a new camp. So it looks like is it's working wonders for him. He looks much better to me. And I am very much liking him going forward. I'm excited to see more of him. How about you? Yeah, no, I agree. And I think the interesting thing is when you say that about a new camp, it's funny because, like, we kind of think as fighters oftentimes as, like, very linear individuals. Mm-hmm. Like, so-and-so wrestled in college, you know, Cejudo or, or, or um, you know, DC or, or, uh, or grew up in a wrestling background like Habib. And that's just, like, how we kind of pin them in our heads. Like, yeah, we know they get better, but we still kind of just think about them the way that we in know them as. yeah. Exactly. But to your point about Brunson getting a different camp and different, like that really can change everything. Yeah. And for everyone who stays at the same, like Connor stays, has been in the same gym his whole life for people who, you know, Rhonda the same way she had been with kind of her same coach the whole life for people who switch up the script um, that can completely change things for the better. I think where you have a new environment, you're forced out of your comfort zone with new team, like, that changes things where sometimes for some people they need that familiarity to trust the coach, you know, to give them the proper training over the years. Other, but other folks, they maybe it's not that they don't trust the coach. It's just that they need a shock to their system. Yeah. They need to to, switch things up every once in a while. Exactly. And, and it feels like that, like you said with Brunson, I think that happened. And, And honestly, now that he's kind of found that secret, I mean, more power to him, whatever he did, it worked, and now it's kind of can you repeat it again in in uh, in spectacular fashion, and then off to the races. Yeah, yeah, I think that, that would definitely be the. I think that he has a good career going forward for the next few years. Evidently, he is getting up there in age, but I haven't seen any downslope from him coming from that yet, and he mm-hmm. is relatively a young fighter in the terms of fights that he's had. So, yeah, I agree. Yeah. And so you do see some fighters who are able to stay in the game longer because they haven't had as many fights. Yeah, or they don't take damage. Like, Habib could, yeah. could stay to he's 35 because he doesn't, he doesn't really take any damage. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, so as long as, like, as long as the joints and everything hold up, you're Khabib like, well, can stay you... to 40 if he wants to. Right. Yeah, I mean, if he fights the same style that he's fought and, and yeah. no one can really touch him, then then – you know, he's, he's good to go. So. Yeah. That would definitely be the, the way to go about it. I think. Um, so you, sorry for interrupting you there, but yes, uh, 
Macy Chazon. Um, she came in. What, because, a, what a great name, by the way. I think UFC is starting to get yeah. just has these epic fighter names. Like these, yeah. these, they could all be street fighter characters, <laughs> to be honest, or maybe that, second. That French Louisiana kind of name. Um, so she came in as the biggest favorite on the card. Um, that I'm going to start round. calling you Muhammad Ali, or or maybe Nostra, Nostra something, Nostra MMA. Uh, if you keep pr- predicting these, uh, if you keep with your successful predictions going on. Yeah. Um, and so, I mean, Shazon wasn't the hardest pick to make, obviously coming in as the biggest favorite. Yeah. But the first round, Sarah Mraz had her for the first four minutes of that. And obviously, Macy did get a reversal. But for that first four minutes, she was on the bottom against Mraz, who is pacing her up from the top. I saw that, yeah. and I was like, oh, no, I'm going to lose a lot of money. <laughs> um, but she came back, second round. She went you gotta have more. It. You got to have more trust and faith in your decision-making. Can't be thrown off by an early Cerrone or a uh, early Moraz. Uh, you well, know, the difference was strike. it wasn't – the difference between this and the Cerrone kind of thing was this wasn't very much contested, at least for the first few minutes. It was like, yeah, oh, sure. She's getting dominated right now. That's yeah, not yeah. supposed to happen. <laughs> yeah, but um, she came back in the second round, uh, got a nice TKO finish with some ground and pound. What were your thoughts on this one? Um, you know, I, it's 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 really hard to to add anything to it. I mean, I think she, like you said, she was a huge favorite. She got a slow start, and. You know, I think she's she's kind of being prepared to, to really dominate. I think you need fights like these. I think you need both fights. I think you need fights, competitive fights. Like, think about Islam, what he had as he's up on the rise. But then I also think fights you need where you're just, like, at the end of the day, if you want to get excited behind about a fighter, you want to see them dominate. You know what I mean? Like, it's just yeah, really that simple. And so, and so I think she showed – that, that she's really had, had the bones for the future. Um, but her division is a tough one. It's, I mean, how do you feel easily, about her? Uh, no, no. I'd say the most stacked women's division has got to be strawweight. But Bantamweight's close up there. Yeah, I mean, so, so you know, so obviously a great outing. But, I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a stacked division. Where do you feel it? Uh, where do you feel her going from there? I think that the sky's the limit for her. She didn't take much damage. So I think that she definitely has a lot of opportunity to uh, to go forward with some good performances. And she is right now coming in at number 10 on the Bantamweight rankings. This might be a bit of a... I'd like to see her fight Alpha Cat or Raquel Pennington. Those are the two I'd like to see. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she is. Uh, like you said, she's she's number 10 now. She went up four. And yeah. um, Raquel Pennington, number four. That would be an interesting fight. Because Raquel's coming off two losses in a row. Yeah. Um, Singano uh, hasn't had the best Obviously, Harlem is about to fight Nunez, correct? Yes. Singano. Who Aspen Ladd just fought last month, was it? No, she, her fight with Holly Holm got canceled. She is fighting next week. Oh, she's fighting in next a, week. Yeah, next week. Yeah, yeah next weekend. She's fighting next weekend against Eubanks. Okay. Yeah, yeah. interesting. Yeah, yeah, no, she got canceled. I got canceled. I knew it was, she was supposed to fight. She's meant to fight her fight to cancel. Yeah, I mean, that's a, that's a, great, that is a great division. Yeah, and, there's, um, there's a lot of good talent there. Yeah, it's funny how how quick the uh, uh, what's what's happening with Cyborg, anyways. Just kind of quick checking with that. It's a good question. Um, what is happening? Yeah, what is they kind of did a reverse of this of the Cejudo, um Yeah, of the of the Cejudo plan, right? Like where they're <laughs> where they're yeah, one thirty yes. where they're one thirty when they're one forty five champion was meant to close out this one. This one was like reverse, where New Year's basically closed down and the reverse of what they expected to happen in the men's in the men's division. Yeah, I don't. 
I don't think that there's anything in talks for her. I know that she is petitioning right now for a rematch fight, which I mm-hmm. believe she definitely deserves. Um, I think that's really the only fight to make for her. She's dominated everybody else at featherweight. Um, I think that that fight, there's, it's very possible that this was a John Jones Gustafson kind of thing, and she underestimated Nunes. Yeah, she has a uh, she has one fight on her contract, left on her con- on her UFC contract. But Nunes says she doesn't want to fight one forty five anymore. No, she did. There's like she did. So, At the press no conference, way. she said that that she's going to defend one thirty five against Holm, and then she's moving back up to 45 to fight, to defend that title. Really? At one point, it looks like she said that she, she didn't, she was done with 145. Maybe that, maybe that post was referring to that joking thing when she tried to fit in her pants again and she couldn't fit oh, because yeah. she, she gotten so much bigger. Um, yeah. yeah no, no, I mean, she, I know Nunez, is, would be a superstar if not for just, kind of language and personality barriers. And I don't say yeah. that as an insult. I just mean in terms of how people, She's too nice. res- how people respond to her, you know, yeah. like, uh, like the, the thing about Ronda, they have people fired up is that she was so conscious. Like she was so arrogant, right? Like, mm-hmm. and that's good. And same thing with Floyd Mary. That's good and she bad. Right. Like, same thing with mentality. Con- yeah. Right. Like people, a lot of people are going to hate you and they want to see you lose. And, and Mayweather says all the time, he's like, listen, people, want to pay because they want to see me lose they're still paying <laughs> yeah <laughs> and uh and so controversial figures definitely get get more good and bad attention than like you said someone who's kind of nice and, and quiet and uh but who's ultimately I mean, just a scary fighter yeah uh and and um and has has, has really has really showed up her game so uh, yeah ultimately i think it's a tough division and um and uh we'll see where macy goes from here mm-hmm. Yeah, and I know we talked about Juan Adams already, but are there any other any others from Ottawa that you thought were were uh, interesting? Um, Marab Devalishvili. I thought he was incredibly dominant, and I really like him going forward. Um, I think that he'll probably come in as an underdog in his next fight, and I'm looking to make some money on that. Yeah, but do you do you keep a board in your head, or how are you tracking all this? Like in your head, you're just like, all right, all right, this guy, like, are you keeping, are you, are you doing some, some heavyweight enough? Should we expect you on Jeopardy soon? <laughs> right. going ham on Jeopardy. <laughs> I love how they just said it, that guy's job description, like, like uh sports better, whatever, like whatever they just like, <laughs> yeah. his job is sports better. Like that is full-time profession. Is yeah. I mean, better. I don't know, man. I might, uh, might be the thing to pay off the old loans. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, just don't create more loans <laughs> on your way to paying off the old loans, as they say. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, Ottawa was, I think it was a great fight card. I think UFC is, is really starting to ramp up the quantity. Um, mm-hmm. of, and I think that seems to be the strategy. Less focus on, on, the, um, on, the, uh, on the big, on the big rate events. Yeah, and, definitely. And get as much quality as possible. And it makes sense because right now, honestly, like UFC fights are the anchor of ESPN. ESPN Plus. I think there's a couple other shows that are watching ESPN Plus, like The Boardroom and Kevin Durant and stuff, but they rarely come out with new episodes. And um, like, I can't even remember that, honestly, maybe three or four weeks ago, the last time they came up with new episodes. I mean, Kobe Bryant has this detail, and obviously you can watch like 30 for 30 stuff. But in terms of new content, like UFC is basically, to me, at least from my eyes, UFC is carrying ESPN Plus. Yeah, without a doubt. If, if not for the UFC, I would not have ESPN Plus. No question about it. Yeah, and so, and I'm sure they know that, you know, and so, and so it really seems like, it, it, it just seemed like it's a true win-win, where ESPN is winning because they got to build out their, their branding, their OTT, which just stands for over the top, they yeah. get about their over the top, top brand, and, you know, they just, Disney, which owns ESPN, just spent $1.1 billion on BamTech, which um, was mostly owned by the Major League Baseball and they created Major League Baseball was actually kind of the forerunners of OTT and um, for live sports anyways. And, and Disney had purchased that for both Disney Plus and the ESPN Plus underpinnings. And um, yeah, at this point, UFC and ESPN, um, it is a, it does seem to be a win-win where UFC is winning from having not only stability, but again, like 
I think the challenge with Fox Sports is like, it just doesn't have the same brand cash right. as ESPN does. Like, it's not like, you know, the news business, CNN, MSNBC, Fox News. Like, you're going to get people who follow really all three kind of more or less, you know, at a relative level. Maybe Fox News has a slight viewership edge. Whereas in sports, it's ESPN and then everybody else. Yeah, you know what I mean? And obviously, like, Dazen and Fubo and some of, like, the streamers are trying to make inroads. But UFC made a brilliant decision by partnering with ESPN. And I think fans are, are going to continue to benefit from it. And um, it's certainly a lot easier for me to watch the fights now, uh, you know, with ESPN Plus. Yeah, definitely. Um, than, it, than it was when it was on, once it was on FS1. So we have some news. There's mm-hmm. a, a couple upcoming bouts. Uh, let's talk about the big one, the big news since last we talked. Yep. DC Your versus favorite. Stipe 2. Yes, my favorite, favorite fighter so <laughs> much. I so <laughs> much love Daniel Cormier. Versus Stipe. Yeah. I was surprised by this a little bit, but I guess once if they found out Brock couldn't, couldn't or wouldn't fight again, it was almost within 24 hours that yeah. they announced the, uh, the Stipe versus, uh, versus Cormier rematch. Right? And, you know, in case some listeners aren't familiar, Phil is saying, Real quick on 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 how we even got to this place. Yeah, Give us so the, uh, the summary. DC was the light heavyweight champion. Miocic due to John Jones' expense suspension, etc. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The champion in air quotes, um, and he decided to move up against the heavyweight champion Stipe Miocic, mm-hmm. and he landed a first round knockout. And shocked the world yeah. in the process, for sure. Nobody for sure was the world. expecting that he would win. Um, I remember watching that, and me and everyone... More than num- more the numbers. Well, how much of a dog was he? I'm going to be honest, I don't remember that one. <laughs> yeah. But it was it was definitely in above plus 200. So wow. he was definitely big. Um, but I thought that this was an inevitability once I heard that the Lesnar fight got canceled because it's yeah, I'm seeing about a plus one I'm seeing about plus one fifty on average. One fifty ah, on best bad. fight odds. It seems no no I mean that's still like like you say he's still yeah. mad he was still a massive dog though so <laughs> Yeah. Um but so once I saw that the Lesnar fight got canceled, I was pretty much like steep is gonna happen because to Cormier they're like all right either retire now or you can fight Stipe or Nganu. And if yeah. I'm Cormier, I'm hearing that and I'm going, Stipe, please. Um, yeah. And yeah, here we are. It's, it's the less riskier fight, the less scary fight. And, and that's for sure. Yeah. And um, yeah, no, it makes sense. Once Lesnar was obviously the money fight. He has a huge following from WWE and from his own. I mean, this guy, Lesnar really is. As much as people knock on this guy, this guy played football at an elite level, does, you know, big in the entertainment industry, was an elite level wrestler and, uh, and obviously former world champion in UFC. Yeah. You can't, you can't, you can't make those things up. Like, you know what I mean? Right. Like, you know, people can, can, and he got that for a reason. Can, yeah. He got those things for a reason. And obviously, you know, there's, there's some lingering USADA questions and whether or not those are going to be worked out. And, um, nah, nah, some of the talks, some of the talks that the people had were about, um, that they couldn't agree on the pay-per-view points. Now that talk from an earlier point about ESPN plus being the big driver. Now that, uh, the previous agreements under which Lesnar would have fought are basically kind of no longer available to him because, uh, you know, because they've moved more to the subscription model of, of financing as opposed to um, giving huge back-end points for these pay-per-view. Right. Yeah. That was some of the chatter, but, you know, who knows whether or not that's real or not. But, um, you know, that, that ship has sailed for Lesnar, and now we have, now we have uh, Stipe, Stipe and, and, uh, and DC. Yeah. Who are, who are you liking for that one? Oh, that is tough. I always like lean on the person who won the first time because to me, it's, it's, they have the, the mental to know that they can go do it again. However, 
the way in which he won, uh, you know, again, some, some, some folks are, are crying foul that Cormier was engaging in some eye pokes and that, you know, Stipe couldn't see as well. Um, so, so to me, it's, it's like when you take a dominant win, um, like a Habib, it's hard to see how the person can get back because they've been dominated for three out of four rounds. And even the round that they weren't dominated, it, it was still kind of a wash. But mm. this fight, because it was a first round knockout, you know, there's, it's, it's hard there's for so me to say. There's so much I didn't see. Exactly. It's hard for me to say, well, I saw three rounds and then Steve got knocked out. Then you're like, okay, I think DC has the edge. But there's so much, like you said, there's so much we didn't see. And I want to give the slight edge to Stipe only because he, like, of the two of these, I always say who has gotten more on the line. And uh, obviously DC has a lot on the line from a legacy perspective. But who wants this more? I, it would, it's impossible for me to imagine. And I'm not saying that this doesn't mean Cormier isn't going to be training his butt off in the fight, but it's hard for me to imagine that anyone wants this more than Steve However, I will say this, though. It seems like heavyweights do not have a long shelf life, which is in DC's benefit because he mostly only fought light heavyweight. Yeah. And so if Steve is facing basically some just kind of, kind of, uh, compounding concussive damage from fighting heavyweights so long, that could be something uh, unknown to us that could give DC the slight edge there. Yeah, so ultimately, awesome. I, I guess I'm playing both sides here. My gut tells me, you know, Stipe is the favorite, but anyone who's bet against DC has been looked like a fool in the past. So it's hard. It's hard to argue with that, you know. I'm taking Stipe. I'm one Stipe to win. I love Stipe. I hate DC. I'm taking <laughs> Stipe all the way. Is that emotion driven or is that rational driven? 50-50. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I may have to take DC just so that we have we – have, so it's never fun if you're rooting for the same guy, okay? Fair I may, enough. Fair enough. I may have to take DC just uh, – uh, Just, if, just if, to if piss me off. Give, yeah. Yeah. And there are parts <laughs> of DC I don't like. I, I don't like his interaction with John Jones. I feel like he's been unnecessarily antagonistic and like, not even like in a funny way, like not even like be funny if you're going to diss somebody, but just like straight up, just trashing the person, like as a human. And like, I'm not down with that. I I feel like it's unnecessary. Like what's the purpose Um, outside of his beef with John Jones, though, he seems like a really stand up individual and, um, and, and someone who's kind of carried himself well. And um, yeah, so I'm happy to take DC. You take uh, Steve Payne. And, and we'll see what that, it'll be interesting with the betting see, odds yeah. open for that one. So, yeah, and I believe that one is early August. Yeah, it is. It is in early August. So she said it, DC has opened as a as a favorite yeah. for the rematch. Yeah. And obviously more to minus well, almost a, almost an o- complete opposite of what the line was last time. And um, it just shows you uh, Kentucky Derby aside, like sixty five one odds. Obviously, you're not going to see that in a championship bout in UFC, but it just goes to show you, like, that's why, that's as they say, that's why they play the game. That's why they fight. You can have all the odds and all these, the striking advantage in your favor. And that's why you got to show up and fight because none of that matters. If, if, uh, if you can't deliver on the day of, or if you make one small mistake, you know, that, that can be the end. So, uh, uh, moving on to, um, Korean zombie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's against Hanato Moicano. Yeah, Moicano. This will be a fun one, as all of Korean zombies are. Yeah. Uh, he, there was actually an interview with him a few months back after uh, that great fight with Yair Rodriguez, um, where he said he has to get a fight of the night every single time. Because otherwise, he can't cover his plane flight back to Korea. Wow. And I was like, whoa there. <laughs> that's, that's intense. That's, that's uphill both ways to school, okay? Yeah. Well, actually, that's... I don't think it was the case in his last fight because he was headlining. But I know yeah. prior to that. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully, he got some resources by now. Yeah. Um, but I don't think he's given up on that attitude. So we should have another great fight there. I have no idea who's going to win that. I'm not even going to try to guess yet, but I'm excited. 
this one's coming to Greenville, South Carolina. I'm not too far from there. I'm uh, thinking about taking some of my earnings and maybe maybe buying myself a seat. I mean, but, it seems like a reasonable decision. Yeah. It seems like a reasonable decision. Until the press pass comes, yeah. it seems like that <laughs> that might be <laughs> until, yeah. the, until the press pass comes in the mail, this might be the right decision. Yeah. Ooh, I'm, I'm very tempted. <laughs> uh, yeah, but moving on. Uh, enough for fights in the next months to come. We have another great match this weekend at UFC 237 in mm-hmm. Rio de Janeiro. It's capped off by Rose Namajunas against Jessica Andrade. The comeback tour. I'm yeah. caught comeback. She's been here before. <laughs> yeah. Uh, has she? I don't know. Yeah. By Rose, I mean she had a little oh, bit of lay- yeah. layover, but she's she's uh, she's been here yeah. before in the sense that she's defended her title before. Yeah, yeah. Um, who are you liking going into this one? Um, this one is tough because I don't really know what's been up with Nama Yunus, and like I know she had some 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 issues from the infamous bus attack. Mm-hmm. And um, I mean, was that the weekend that she lost last fight? When did yeah, she her last... last fight was against Yan Jacek, which was April last, last year. Yeah, last April. April. Yeah. And um, is that yeah the Brooklyn? That is the weekend. That's the yep. weekend that. So yeah, I don't. You know, you don't. You don't know what the 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 again not to make her sound like there's some kind of issue. Just like I, like I, I don't know what the status. Like when you haven't seen someone, and someone set out for. 13 months you just you don't know exactly you know what I mean like what's going on during the, that period right. be, if, it, if they if she is if this fight was six months after her last fight I would take Nama Union as a heartbeat to me as as someone that that could that um that could have would win this fight but because I haven't seen her I'm just hesitant not even from a Ringo's perspective I just don't know like what has she been up to like where's her head out how's her training been going Obviously, she's fighting, so that you know has to be in a good enough place. But yeah. um, I, in general, do not like picking fighters who fought who sat out for more than a year because it just feels like they lose their rhythm and they lose kind of their uh, kind of some of the thing. I mean, her style, though, you know, you know, I, you know, I think she she could be fine. But I don't know. I, it's, this one's a tough one for sure. What? Yeah. How are you feeling about it? I'm liking Andrade here. I think that. Rose's striking has gotten significantly better. Yeah. Especially after those uh, matches with Joanna. Yeah. I miss her so much. Um, but <laughs> but uh, she's definitely on the up and up. But if you're looking to go into a striking battle with Jessica Andrade, you're going to get dropped. Because mm-hmm. Andrade is without question the hardest hitter at strawweight. She will put you down. She will put you down fast. Yeah. I'm liking Andrade here. Um, okay. Her wrestling and submission game is good enough to, uh, to, at the very least, offset Roses. So I think that Andrade is going to take out a fairly early finish. I see it not lasting past the third round. Interesting. And then Andrade versus Suarez for the title. Yeah. Yeah, that would be the... I think that would be the match to make, assuming that Suarez beats Ansarov. Yeah, yeah. No, um, no. I mean, I think I think you make great points. I mean, to me, Rose has shown great heart, and yeah. uh, and th- th- to me, those kinds of like, like the DC fight, those kind like of gritty fighters. Yeah, yeah. You just like you just like they have so much ring experience, they have so much inner courage that they can't be counted out, even if on paper. I think on paper your assessment is right. I think, you know, the things that we can't quantify, um, you know, I think, I think those things are going to be interesting. But, I mean, we'll yeah, see we'll call for it sure. Yeah, we'll call it the, the Ferguson factor. Yeah, we'll, we'll see it for sure. I mean, she, <laughs> once she started, once she beat Claudia Gadela, who I'd really liked, you know, I thought who kind of got uh, one of her fights stolen against Joanna, then obviously the, the second loss was clean. Um, she's been on a, a three-fight streak. Confidence is going to be soaring. 
she's fighting for you know fighting for the belt uh in her home country uh this is the time to show up you know what i mean like there's, yeah. there's no there's there's no other time to show up than than for a fight like this yeah definitely. and so she's going to be she's going to have everything going and and for her in the sense that this is the time to go big and uh, yeah. for your home crowd to win a champion win a world championship after you fought so hard and long for it i mean uh, I mean, what what could be better than that as an athlete? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, exactly. It, the, the setup is amazing for Andrade, and so uh, I'm gonna go with Rose again here. We we need some contrast between me and you, but I think it's gonna, like you said. I think you presented the reality of the challenges that Rose faces, and and I think it'd be interesting to watch. Yeah, and it is it is a very close match. Um, so the odds as they stand right now are just barely favoring Andrade. So yeah, slight it's, favorite, yeah. It's I'm assuming that it'll be even money by the time lines close. Anderson Silva is also on the card at all of yes, 40 he is. at all of 43 years old the spider. Mm-hmm. The yeah. spider. Maybe that does speak maybe this era speaks more to his greatness than the previous era actually. But the yeah, fact that he's hanging around it's... taking fights, being competitive at 43 Maybe that's after all the injuries and struggles that he had. Maybe this speaks more to his ability than when he was dominant. Well, to be fair, he was he was 37, too, when he was a champion. And yeah. he barely had any losses. And the losses that he had weren't, like, brutal knockouts either. Yeah. Um, so he doesn't have, like, like I said, he doesn't have that same factor of, like, of, oh, my, my brain hurts. It's, it's not that. But it is at a certain point your body does start to age. He's coming up against Jared Cannonier. Cannonier being a former heavyweight and light heavyweight contender. He found some success in his middleweight de- debut against David Branch. Um why do you think Silva why do you think Silva, by the way? Sorry to interrupt. Why do you think Silva and Anderson never? Or Silver and Silva and Anderson. Silva and GSP. <laughs> oh. Um that's a good question. I think because it hurts. In one this of their era of the UFC, they would have to. I feel like it would be like they would like. Yeah. Well, this would have to, just but has like legacy match written all over it. Yeah, they would have like in this era of UFC. I feel like it would be almost impossible <laughs> yeah, for not to happen for them not to yeah. fight. We are in the era of the money. Yeah, the money fight, so... the champ, champ fight. Everyone wants to go up and down yeah. the division. And I mean, Connor proved paved the way. I mean, there's no bigger way. There's no greater sight for your brands and for your fan than the, for fans to see you with two belts across your across your chest. You know? Yeah, exactly. It is a pretty powerful sight. Like I, I not only did I win my division, I went and took took the belt from the other guy too. <laughs> and, yeah. And uh, yeah, you very a, quickly a, established yourself as one of the all-time greats by doing that. Nah, yeah, absolutely. Which, what fighter absolutely. doesn't want to do that? So, yeah, yeah, absolutely, because it is so difficult to do. And um, I mean, even also... if you got EPO in your system, you can't even do it. You never know. <laughs> You're really taking shots at your boy. Uh... <laughs> I've already forgotten. Let's his not name. call look, it look, that. Look, look, look like that. Look, look at that. That's been a couple TJ, weeks. Ever. The snake Dillashaw. <laughs> Caught a Mystic Mac. Mystic Mac was in his bowl, and he saw he somehow saw the future again. Yeah, yeah. Or I guess he just understood the character well enough to know what his what the yeah. true character allegedly was like. Um, uh, what other? Sorry, I kind of interrupted you there a little bit. I was just, no, 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 just kind of had me thinking about how they were both kind of. Yeah, no, you're all good. Uh, who are you? Cannonier Silva. Who are you liking? Uh, Cannonier. To be honest, I feel like Silva is like he's on his last legs. It's kind of washed up, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, yeah, you know, and and that's, that's it. Like, and you no, know, just yeah, that's a valid just, argument. You know, it's just it's just mm-hmm. yeah, it's like yeah, it's it's, it's, it's kind of feel, it feels like Ali in his forties. Like, if if right. what you were known for was being this kind of spidery movement guy, right? Like Ali was, you know, what Ali was known for. Everyone thinks of it now, like for rope a dope. That's Ali after yes. he like. That was Ali after he ditched the, the military. Like, he was a four or five year suspension. Like, Ali in his prime was known for being so quick that they couldn't hit him. And he didn't right. take a lot of damage, right? Like, and to me, Silva has the same challenge, which is you're not, you're not 37 or 32 or 25 anymore, but you still fight like you are. 
And, um, and to, so to me that, that leaves him so vulnerable. And um, because now you, you, your, your mind feels like you're just as quick, but you're not, <laughs> but your body's not. And so that's, yeah. that's huge. That's massive. I'm like in Silva. I didn't yeah. want to say it. I didn't want to, but I really like Silva here. I think that this is the fight for him. I think that they're giving him Cannoneer, who his game is not well-developed. It's, it's a power right. That's his game. Um, this, this feels like a setup match to me for Anderson to get a win and go out in front of a home crowd. Mm-hmm. And retire. Yeah, and when, when the UFC gives me these kinds of matches, I tend to side with the UFC. Yeah. It's worked for me in the past. Wow. I'm liking Silva here. I think that in every aspect except for power, he beats Cannoneer. As they say, put e- your money even, where your mouth is. And you, and you really put your, mouth, your money where your mouth is. So I I'm, do, yeah. I'm here for it. I'm here for it for yep. sure. Yeah, and uh, my, uh, my pick of the night this week – is going to be a Ryan Superman span. He's going to be taking on Antonio Hogirio Nogueira. Mm-hmm. We are full of legacy fights. We have Trinaldo. We have Silva. We have Aldo. We have Nogueira. We have Clay Guida and BJ Penn. It's just bringing back the old guys. Um, legacy night, man. It's like Connor said, you can't never walk away from the game. Can't never yeah. walk away from it. So I, I'm telling you, as Guess someone not. who played sports several years of my life, I prefer to see these people go out on top, mm-hmm. uh, especially because this is a sport that is going to take long-term damage. At the same time, this is a thing they've done their whole life. This is the only thing they've ever known. Who are we to tell them how they should how they should go out? And yeah, um, and and uh, so yeah, yeah. I, I obviously, more power to them. Yeah, yeah, more power to them. Uh, well, less power technically, but. I, I, I get what you're saying. Oh, hush. <laughs> I mean, just, you know, we're going to be honest there. So we're going to be honest. Hey, hey, uh, hey, you, t- you tell that to Cowboy, all right? You tell that to Cowboy. He's 35. He's at the cutoff he's 36. age. Okay? He's at the, that's the cutoff age. He's 36. Also, also, it's not arm strength that goes that you lose. It's leg strength that you lose after you turn 35. Men he lose, landed a head men- kick. What are you on about, mate? <laughs> Men lose about one percent of uh, of muscle mass uh, in their legs from the time they're thirty five for the rest of their lives. Um, that's why I mean, you see old men; their legs have gotten so skinny. But it didn't happen overnight; it happened gradually. We just don't know, really notice it until they're older age. And uh, but your arm your arm strength doesn't go away. I mean, that's why Brady's still playing because your arm strength doesn't go away. People say, "Well, he's he lost kind of velocity." I'm like, "Yeah, I mean, like." He's still like you, you you're, you're throwing motion still matters from the legs down, but um, the arm strength still stays. So for Cowboy 36, first of all, that's the cutoff. Second of all, the technology they have these days, like that's the thing too. Like the guys that are old, old school now, they didn't have the advanced training techniques that people do now. So yeah, like someone they were in now, a different kind of UFC. Exactly. They had, they didn't go to the performance training Institute, you know, with all the same a- access to knowledge of, like everyone and their mother now knows, like whether it's being vegan or keto or or hyperbaric chambers or cryo or whatnot. There's so many more techniques now for longevity purposes that didn't exist to them, or just the knowledge didn't exist, or the money. To be honest, this stuff is expensive, or the money to to even to live at that level. Obviously, the sport becomes more popular, so does the money. So, but I think it's going to be a great, a great. Um, it's going to be fantastic. Uh, it's going to be fantastic. So. Yeah, Can't wait. I'm very much looking forward to it. Awesome, as as am I. Mm-hmm. Uh, any other? Go ahead. Uh, yeah, I don't think there's any others. So. Well, as yeah. always, it's an absolute blast uh, with the Stockton slap. And uh, exactly. one time mm-hmm. we're gonna have to we're gonna have to start bringing some fighters on here uh, with the goal yeah. of getting the true Stockton slap artists themselves. The uh, the Diaz brothers to come on yeah because that would be too 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 cliche too too yeah, meta to have calls. yeah too meta to have the Diaz brothers come 
And uh, no, I think it's know. perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Offer them a bowl in exchange for coming. They can on the demonstrate show. a Stockton slap on my face. <laughs> Stockton slap. <laughs> this is going to be the demo of the. Those are always the funniest parts when they try to do like the the walkthrough videos of like, hey, like here we're going to show you guys like what this like like you know Dominic Cruz will got like they'll they'll run a couple of things like just doesn't have the same effect. You know what I mean? Like. <laughs> Especially when yeah. they're, dealing, they're trying to show fight moves, but they're in like a full suit and tie. It it, it like makes me it, make, it reminds me of those NFL Sunday morning shows where like a full suit and tie Deion Sanders will run like a, a route. You know what I mean? You're like it doesn't yeah. look right, guys. Like it, it just doesn't look right. Um, but this has been another wonderful episode of Stock and Slap. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, stay slappy, my friends. And, yeah. <laughs> and we will uh, be back next week. We will be back next week. Awesome.